0: From Wall Street to the White
1: House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics. Iowa Monday, New Hampshire a week later, the following Tuesday. Right here, live and in color, Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. Steve Moore, FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash, Prosperity Hotline, and on most of these same radio stations, WABC radio host for more money, more money. Okay, Liz Peak, Hertz. You're a keen financial, keen financial student. Hertz Rental sold all twenty five thousand of its electric vehicles, cost them two hundred fifty million loss. They were Joe Biden's favorite company until they just sold all their EVs. And I just want to add to that it's very cold in Iowa. Where's John Kerry now that we need him? Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where is he? Because this isn't this is not this is not, glo- this is not global warming, Liz. This is global freezing in Iowa.
2: I tell you, Larry, uh, Friday, (laughs) competing headlines, 2023, hottest year on record, global vortex coming. What will you do about it? (laughs) I mean, really, it was wonderful. Uh, Look, the Hertz thing is really a great story uh, in the sense that Hertz has a number of times – uh, made their place their bets on e v s the most recent time coming out of bankruptcy, and you could even argue that some of their bankruptcy problems had to do with allocating billions of dollars to uh, bad ideas, including e v s in the past this isn 't their first effort to go that direction, but guess what renters don 't want them and I heard a great story from somebody yesterday. Uh, who was going to a wedding and some friends of theirs rented a car from Hertz. They were given an EV, not told it was an electric car. They didn't even realize it for the first, like, couple of hours of driving. And then all hell broke loose. They couldn't find a place to charge it. They got a charger that was slow. They were late to the wedding reset. I mean, it was a complete fiasco. (laughs) And it really gives you a sense of just how misguided this idea was. I mean, it was totally kind of impractical uh, idealism, if you will, over the practicality of people wanting to rent a reliable car. So yeah, this is their, it's going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars to sell their EVs because guess what? The price of used EVs went down 30% last year. Uh, it, you know, there's not much market for them because the new ones aren't selling. Who the but
1: hell's going to buy a used EV? Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> not even Steve Moore will buy any. And Steve's not yeah. a brilliant financial person the way you are, Liz. But even Steve Moore <laughs> is going to stay away from a used EV. It's like a a, a used cup of coffee or something. I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, it's just crazy because the prices are higher. The maintenance cost is higher. Hertz management said collision costs are higher. I've done some research on this. Uh, The average collision on an EV is $950 more to fix than a gas-powered car. There are all kinds of problems with these things. But it took Hertz to kind of say, hey, you know, line in the sand, this isn't working.
1: You know, Steve, I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek. I mean, first of all, Liz is so smart. She's up to speed on this stuff. She didn't know it was coming. I don't think she knew it was coming, but she's great. So that's a big plus. Well, she
0: reads the hotline.
1: She reads the hotline. Yes, she does. Okay.
0: Uh, True, I do. But the other thing I
1: want to say is, you know, where's John Kerry now that we need him? Because it is 30, whatever it is, 30 below in Iowa, 40 below in Montana. It's very cold. It's often very cold in the month of January, for heaven's sake. And sometimes it gets very hot in uh, August, okay? This Biden-esque, John Kerry-esque global warming emergency, um, is a, it's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. Over 100 years, let's see. In which case, Bjorn Lomborg's idea of technology innovations and economic uh-huh. growth will take care of it. We'll figure this out. But this whole thing, Socialist Green New Deal, I'm just saying it's a hoax. There is no emergency. There is no existential threat.
0: Well, Larry, I mean, you're so far behind the times because it isn't global warming anymore. It's climate change. Climate change. The reason that they changed the nomenclature to climate change from... Global warming is that any change in any direction, you know, whether it's uh, floods or droughts, whether it's snow or heat, whatever it is, it's uh, climate change. And that way you can't refute anything they say, because <laughs> no matter what happens with the weather, it, I mean, seriously, this isn't science when but no matter what happens, it's due to, quote, climate change. Um, look, the temp- the temperature of the planet over the last hundred years is... Warm by, I don't know, but I think best estimates about one degree. Right. By the way, a little warming is a much, much, much better thing for the planet than a little cooling. Mm. <laughs> I mean, people are much more susceptible dying when it's when you have freezing cold weather than when it's hot outside. But, the, but look, the fundamental flaw of the whole climate change thing is does anybody here look? the government can't fix the potholes? They can't balance the budget. They can't get the border border you know, straight. They can't, you know, get, get fixed, the tax system. Uh, They can't do anything. And it's, it's, you've got to have incredible faith in government to think that these nitwits are going to change the temperature of the planet. (laughs) And so I think that's why, uh, you know, I think there's more and more skepticism. And and I'm thinking about the EVs and you're, you're, you guys are right. I mean, this has been a disastrous um, year and a half for the EV market. You know, you've got four of the major 10, EV companies that are basically in bankruptcy right now. It is, it is I think you used the word fiasco, uh, Liz, and that's mm-hmm. exactly right. And the more I think about it, you know why it's such a fiasco? If we had just kept the government out of it, mm-hmm. I think that the electric vehicle market would be in much better shape. I mean, when you, when you have the government trying to force feed this stuff, and if you look at states, I, I was just looking at an analysis of where people are buying electric vehicles and where they're not. Well, guess what states they're buying them in, Larry? California, California, New York, New York, Missouri, red, the blue states. So it's become a kind of and, and so uh, the title of my column this week is Biden cars. Yeah, These Biden, are Biden cars. Biden you know cars. what? Right. <laughs> and uh, nobody wants that. You know, if you're conservative, you know, so it's become so political uh, that that I think that's been a curse for the electric vehicle market. Not not a blessing.
1: Well, my my uh, my piece was. um yeah, it's going to be cold in Iowa. Drill, baby, drill! <laughs>
0: exactly. Right.
1: I mean that. That's my conclusion. All right. Because um, first of all, if it's cold, you need heat and electricity, so that's a good thing. Let's that's get right. some from fossil fuels. I don't know how the windmills are going to do if it's forty degrees below in these places, Iowa, Montana. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying it's a hoax. It costs over a trillion dollars, Liz. And if Joe Biden's reelected, they're going to come at it again. If yeah. you can get it through Congress, he'll come at it again. And we shouldn't you know, do that. We should. What happened? Republicans used to believe in all of the above. Maybe they still do. But do. all the above doesn't mean all the above trillion dollars. That's the key. <laughs> and they voted for that bill, right? Yeah. They voted for the infrastructure bill. Remember?
2: They did not vote, for though, for the inflation reduction Act, right. which right. is entirely a climate bill. And that uh, was a, was voted in 100% Democrats, and Kamala Harris had to uh, break the tie on that, if you recall. So this is the Democrat legacy. But it isn't just the EV situation that is running into a brick wall. It's pretty much all of the climate right. agenda. It's very right. interesting. I mean, o- around the world, uh, governments are falling who have embraced Uh, policies, pro-climate policies, that voters simply do not like. Mm. And you can see it in Holland and in England. They've they've rolled back various restrictions. In Germany, they've done that. Italy. Uh, And and by the way, we just had a giant natural gas deal done in the United States. It was announced Friday. Why is that? Because the industry now has sort of taken heart. They found their big boy voices, and they decided that, yes, we're fossil fuel producers, and guess what? We're going to be using fossil fuels for the foreseeable future. The United States is becoming a big exporter of LNG because the world needs our natural gas, and so we're willing to invest in this. I mean, honestly, the fact that we had companies like Exxon and so forth saying, oh, we're really into green energy. Where's their brain? Well, where's their courage? But the Bidens
1: have tried to regulate they don't want any new LNG installations. That, yeah. came, that rule came out, too, which and is they insanity. they just passed a methane rule on Friday. Other, the utter insanity. Yep. Utter, total insanity. Uh, you know, Trump up there talking drill baby drill in Iowa, he's very smart. I mean, remember, Iowa's an ethanol state, among yes. other things. <laughs> but are. you need to mix it in with uh, gasoline, right. gasoline. I mean, uh, ethanol is one of the great ripoffs of all time. But if it wins in Iowa, what the hell?
2: It's not even economic. I mean, it's no, not it's even terrible. environmentally friendly. It's ridiculous. But she, you, you know, know we're <laughs> stuck with it.
1: <laughs> the, the ethanol debates are so wonderful. I'll go back in the White House one morning in a senior staff meeting. We get we get to yelling at each other about ethanol. Okay, I'm not. I did not want the ethanol giveaway to Chuck Grassley and Joni Ernst, even though I liked them very much. Of course, I lost. I you always lose, but. Uh, chief Kelly, remember General Kelly, was the chief of staff, and he starts telling the story how he went out and bought one of these big uh, lawnmowers, okay? And he put a big one, electric, whatever, gas-powered lawnmower. I don't know. I don't do lawnmowers. And he put ethanol into it, and it destroyed his new machine. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And so, therefore, he was siding... With the anti-ethanol crowd, <laughs> talk about
2: lived experience, Larry. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I mean he did he, he wasn't really a policy guy, and he never said he was. But he just had this. Funny. He ruined his. Uh, he ruined his lawnmower. All right, we will. Uh, let's take a break on that note. Uh, lawnmowers. Uh, we have other things to deal with. Liz Peak, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, Committee to unleash prosperity hotline. And please, folks, listen after this show. WABC Radio, more money from Steve Moore. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.
1: From Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking money in politics with Liz Peak, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, committed to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. And right after this show on most of these same stations, uh, More Money. WABC radio host of More Money. Uh, all right, kids. So. There, I am reading the Wall Street Journal. I guess it was yesterday. Maybe it was Thursday. Big article. And lo and behold, Steve Moore seems to think that if Joe Biden is reelected, taxes are going to go up. A peculiar point of view. So here we have Steve Moore in the flesh. And I thought I'd ask Is that true, Steve? If Joe Biden is reelected, are taxes going to go up?
0: Uh, through the roof <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's important because, uh, if Biden were reelected and, you know, there's a lot of question about whether he'll even be the nominee, but if he were reelected, um, then, you know, he's laid out his tax plan and that was in his budget that, you know, this is, this is their grand plan mm-hmm. and it is catastrophic. I mean, it, it would almost double the capital gains tax. It would raise the highest income tax rate back up to 40%. It would tax unrealized capital gains, which I don't think we've ever done in the history of this country before. Uh, you know, so somebody, let's say, an Iowa farmer who made a three million dollar gain on their farm valuation would have to pay a tax on it, even if they don't have the money to pay it. Uh, the corporate tax, which uh, you know we got down to what twenty one percent, Larry, they want to raise that to twenty eight percent. And when you when you add all these taxes together, nobody's going to want to invest in this country. The 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 tax rate on a investment of, say, a million dollars, and let's say you make a million dollars, would be over 50 percent, closing out on 60 percent. So this would essentially reverse all of the gains that we've made since the Reagan administration Mm -hmm. in terms of having a lower tax rate system that, uh, you know, that has really created strong economic growth. I I think people have to be, you know, wake up, America. This is coming. And, And if Biden wins, he'll have he could even say, look, I have a mandate to do this.
1: Well, I think, um, I mean, I think Trump's done a good job getting that out there. Yeah, he has. The difference he's been on message. By the way, uh, Steve, just we'll let Liz in on a second. But uh, the Bidens are, you know, Janet Yellen is in favor of these foreign taxes, these OECD taxes.
0: Yes, he is uh, on he is.
1: American companies and American profits, particularly our technology companies, because Europe doesn't have any technology companies to speak of.
0: Yeah, and, and you'd think you'd so, think our president would be, would be defending American companies, right? He's piling on them. Uh, and by the way, Larry, I got to ask you a question because I'm getting asked this a lot by reporters. You probably know better than I do. It, what is Trump's position on the global minimum tax?
1: Oh, listen, I can tell you, from his first term having worked through this with him right. in some detail, his view is a very simple view. Foreign governments do not have the right to tax American companies. Okay. Only America has Good. the right to tax Good. or, you know, lower taxes. It's called sovereignty. It is a sovereignty issue. He saw it with great uh, clarity. And actually, personally, I communicated that to the French finance minister uh, who was cooking all that stuff up and none of that stuff went anywhere. Mnuchin didn't like any of that stuff either over in the treasury department. But now Biden will look, uh, Liz, you know, if you listen to Biden's rhetoric, it's still uh, how the Trump tax cuts only helped rich people yeah. and, um, and therefore should be repealed. And, you know, Biden is still attacking companies for inflation. I noticed the other day he still went after them, too. I mean, this guy is just a complete dopey dope.
2: Yeah, I mean it's really pathetic. Uh, he talks about how they upped uh, prices basically, and they made excessive profits as a result. I mean, I went through in a piece, you know, what the profit margins of all U.S. Mm-hmm. companies combined look like. Uh, in fact, they went down when inflation hit because they didn't raise yeah. prices right away mm-hmm. to counter the big increases in labor and uh, supply chain costs and energy costs that they were suffering. Uh, and then they did, and they got back basically where they where they had been. There has been no excess profit margin over the time of, of Joe Biden's presidency. But I want to go back to this uh, issue of Biden v uh, versus American corporations. His administration is trying to take down all our biggest, best corporations mm-hmm. uh, through mm-hmm. antitrust charges at yep. Google yep. and Apple mm-hmm. and other yep. companies of that ilk. What is the tell me what the point of this is tell me why he has allowed this Lena Khan in the FTC to bring try to bring to heel our biggest and best corporations I mean other companies uh, countries around the world must be looking at this and saying these are flagship American companies who have literally created trillions of dollars of wealth hundreds of billions of wealth for most Americans because most Americans now own stocks and they probably own these stocks. So what, tell me what they've done wrong. I mean, I I think this is quite an assault uh, on our corporate leadership of a kind we've never seen before.
1: Well, don't get no argument for me. Listen, I'm for the Gilded Age. That's my favorite (laughs) period in American history, roughly 1865 to 1910. There was no income tax for anything and these companies that you described now let's look at this the technology story steve we were talking about this the other night on the show it was last night i don't know i lose my mind um, <laughs> they start out with new tech you know i think you were using te- who was it Which you that was using the telephone as an example maybe the new cell phones anyway cell phones were very expensive when they first started out mm-hmm. it was motorola things 4000 dollars whatever it was um you know, now they've come down to, to what? A hundred bucks? A couple hundred bucks? Yeah. yeah. So middle-income people and lower-income people benefit from technological breakthroughs. But you got to let these companies make a buck, right, in order for them to begin to parse down their costs and their prices and improve the technology. Furthermore, uh, the Trump tax cuts increased real wages, I mean look even the Brett Stevens article in the New York yeah. Times where he takes off after Trump he says but here's why Trump is formidable real wages went up yeah. after yeah. the tax cuts I mean it's important stuff it's got to get out there
0: Well that's right and you know the number, I think his strongest argument among many uh if it does turn out to be Trump be Biden is you know that the average income for the middle class family in america went up by $6,000 yep. in real terms Larry yep. over, over trump's presidency 6400 bucks 6400 yeah, yeah. bucks kevin 6, has kevin has its yeah. number he was right yeah he, yeah, was. he was it's the sense but, but, but hold Tyler on Goodspeed but under, was right. under
1: under under biden you know they've what that gone, number is yeah it's gone down 4 grand
0: uh, not 4 it's about 3 cuz we you know they've we had some increases oh. this past year but All about right. 3000 so that's a $9,000 swing that's right no, no, that's right. That's exactly right. Um,
1: you know, uh, I don't know what else to say. Liz Peak, you gotta read this article. Both of you. Uh, the, the, the the Brett
2: Stevens article? Yes. I just did. I thought it was excellent. I excellent. mean he he's putting excellent. it out there as here's the case to make uh for, for Donald Trump who I will try to defeat. Right. But I tell yeah, you what, he, if you he's take a out Trumper. that one. Thing, I
0: I worked with him at the Wall Street Journal yeah. he hates Trump. I know but <laughs> he he's, hates Trump. But he's but basically I'll tell you
2: what he, he really summarizes why he got elected in 2016 and why he uh-huh. could get elected again. That's right. Uh, and That's it's, right. it's obviously the stuff we all talk about, better yeah. economy, frankly, better international relations, all this bloviating yeah. about how he destroyed NATO, etc. Not okay, true. Excuse me, not true, yeah. exactly. Right. I
1: got to jump. You both are wonderful. <laughs> uh, everybody listen to Steve Moore's radio show. Following this show, at have most of these same stations. And always listen to whatever Liz Peake happens to say. <laughs> I'm Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend, folks.